Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com. If you use the promo code BOXES, you'll get a free entry to your first draft. I'm your host, Mike Katrin. Join me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, what a great day to talk about this great team. Yeah, I mean, it feels like I am in Arizona. Every day I go outside, I'm dying. It's it's hotter than all hell. Um, it feels like the sun is living in my backyard and slowly killing me. So the suns are going to live in your backyard? Man, I wish we have a big backyard because some of those guys are like seven feet tall and that'd be just clogging up a lot of space in your backyard. I mean, I wish they were here instead of the actual sun because it's, it's still it's too hot. It's the middle of September. It's too damn hot outside. But people in Phoenix, they're used to that crap. Uh, that's why, you, you know, I don't want to live in Phoenix. It's too it's a desert. Why are people living in a desert, Tyler? There's no water. Do they, do they make a tent big enough for a seven-foot person to fit in? Uh, they probably do. Probably somewhere. Because a seven-foot person wouldn't fit in my tent, so I guess you got a custom order to that sucker. Yeah, that's probably one of the um, downsides of being a basketball player is that they need custom-made tents. Probably top All right, three. so here's my most interesting thing about the Suns. You ready for this? Uh, I'm ready. Do they roll with Devin Booker as the point guard, or are they going to buy themselves a new point guard? Are they going to trade for a new point guard? I mean, that's you're right. That is a, a very good um, thread that's going into this um, – Phoenix Suns season, they basically don't really have a real point guard. Devin Booker did take on more um, playmaking uh, responsibilities last season. And uh, if he's kind of given the the keys to the kingdom here, those assists could go uh, over five. And he becomes like suddenly even more valuable because he's basically a uh, a point guard in hiding. Okay, so... Mark projected him as the 19th overall player in his rankings, shooting 43% with 88 from the free throw line, 2.93s, 4.5 assists, or 4.5 rebounds, 4.7 assists, 0.9 steals, 0.3 blocks, and 24.9 points. I think that is all very doable. Yeah, he's young enough. He improves every single year. He looks, uh, he sounds uh, pretty hungry to start. The only issue I have now is he broke his shooting hand. And that uh, uh, kind of injury often isn't one that uh, has a a smooth return to action. Um, There's often uh, a a period of time when uh, the player returns back to the court, their shot's a little off, they have because they haven't been getting a shot up in quite a while. Well, just talk about muscle atrophy and stuff like that, right? Like that's that's a real thing. Absolutely. And then there's an adjustment period, and then there's a period where every little bump, every little hit, I mean, basketball is a physical sport. Um, you kind of start worrying about, like, well, if they're coming back a little early, or even if they don't come back a little early, you just broke your hand. It's going to be, you're going to have uh, a long healing period for that. And um, often it takes a while for Devin Booker, or it's not Devin Booker, but it could take a while for Devin Booker. To get back into the swing of things, and and what are we talking about? Is that is that ten games? Is that twenty games? 
where Devin Booker is not the player you drafted at Yahoo's average draft rank of like 25? Well, and we can talk about this too, right? He's probably going to miss the first five. But guaranteed to miss the first five, I would say. Right? So so there's five, and then, you know, he's got to have some time to get his things back together. Uh, I'll say this. At his draft position, you don't love it. I, I definitely don't love it at all. But in mean, how far are you really going to let him slip? Right? You're going to let him slip to 30? You're going to let him slip to 35? Like, I, I also think in that range, I find, at least myself, that I like him better than some of the players ranked slightly below him. Like, you give me him or Kyrie Irving, like, well, I know Devin Booker's going to miss the first five games, but Kyrie Irving might miss 50. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's that coin flip, but give me Devin Booker. Like, I'm not super, super worried about it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little bit more worried about it than you. Um, I feel like this does actually make me uh, slip him down a few rankings in my uh, my overall. T- I don't know if I would drop him a whole tier, I guess, because I'm trying to encourage everybody, set of rankings, use tiers. Um, but this makes me drop him to the bottom of that third tier when I feel like I had him at the top of that third tier. Um Donovan Mitchell is now infinitely more interesting than Devin Booker be just just because of that that injury. Because I felt like they were very similar players, but Donovan Mitchell is going to come into the season healthy, ready to play, and I feel like, well, why why would I not take him over Devin Booker? Well, for now, anyways, right? And and this is something I I try to caution people on um, a lot is. Sure, that's a good thought now, but I mean, training camp's going to start next week. What if Donovan Mitchell injures his hamstring? You know what I mean? Like, to me, okay, and this is maybe my fantasy theory, I want the best players because I don't know who's going to get hurt, right? We could talk about, you know, Damian Lillard played every game for how many straight seasons until he didn't. Yeah, so. That's true. You know, we can say guys like Kyrie Irving, right? Like they get hurt every year. So there's a good chance he gets hurt again. But at the same time, like there's no guarantee, right? He could play 80 games and make me look real bad. He could be the the 10th best player in fantasy. Could happen. not saying that it will, but it could. So to me, give me the guy who's the best combination, the cocktail of I think this is a better player. And and this is not a good example in your Devin Booker Donovan Mitchell thing, right? Because you just said you think they're very similar players. Uh, but give me the best combination of player plus what we've seen as far as injury. Which I mean, Devin Booker played fifty four games last year, but the two years before that were seventy six and seventy eight. So and a little I mean, bit of that was uh, tanking. Yeah. So um, I I've been trying to caution people a little bit on saying like, oh, this player is hurt now; he's going to be out for the whole season, like. Well, that's maybe not. not what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying is, is when I'm looking at two players, oh, no, I'm, not I'm saying ranking. You're saying. I'm okay. Just saying, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm trying to end the stigma of saying, like, oh, you know, this player has this injury, this small injury. I'm moving him way down my board. I'm moving him down 20, 30 spots, which is not what you're saying at all. And oh, I understand. No, definitely. You know what I, mean? like, I think maybe some people might be doing that. And I think that's a bad idea. Well, and that's what I'm saying is like, okay, well, the, but the 20 guys you moved ahead of them, you know, 10 or 15 of those are probably going to get hurt and miss five games, which is all Devin Booker's really scheduled to miss right now. And it's a broken hand too. So 
it's not like something where the hamstring you can have a setback, right? Like a broken hand, the bone heals, you play basketball again. Sure, you might not be as good right away, but you're gonna play. Yeah, halfway through the season, I think Devin Booker's probably gonna look a lot like Devin Booker, but it might take him until halfway through the season to get there. And uh, if you're looking at your second round pick and you have kind of a, a group of players that you feel are all very similar type of players and Devin Booker doesn't really push you in a, in, in a particular way based on your first round pick, like I might be, I might just say, well, I'd rather have the guys uh, healthy than Devin Booker. So, so here's Donnie I'm, Mitchell instead of Devin Booker. But I'm not gonna, if the third round comes around and Devin Booker's right there in the third round, you got to snag him. That's what I'm saying. Is I think I think this injury's made Devin Booker on my team more. I hope than so. Because I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh man, no way! I'm picking Devin Booker in the second or third round. He's hurt already." And I'm going to be like, "Well, in the third round, he's going to be mine. So you want to worry about it?" Well, that I mean, that would be great. I really hope that is what happens. Well, I mean, Yahoo average our position already down to twenty five point one, and it was just a few All weeks right. ago, like twenty two. So. We've already seen some slippage. That's true. Uh, Tyler, I got a, a really good question for you. Who's the second best fantasy player on this team? Um, can you tell me who's going to get one? <laughs> no, no, I cannot. Um, so in, in Mark's rankings, it's DeAndre Ayton. I would say that's probably the safest bet because they just picked him number one overall. So you got to feel like he's going to get minutes and that Wing forward rotation is completely and utterly bonkers for this team. Yeah. Right? It's, like, uh, I can't wrap my head around cluster. it. I don't know who's going to play. I have no idea. That's a huge cluster because they got they brought in Trevor Ariza. Uh, Ryan Anderson's hanging out in there. Uh, I know and he's more of a four. He's starting, right? That's the word on the street, which is absurd. Um, which with anybody else said that if, even if it was their main beat reporter said that I'd be like, get out, oh man, get he out. just got some bad news. But when it's Woj, you're kind of like, Oh yeah. Like, okay, well someone's telling Woj and it's probably more than some one, someone. And I don't know. I just think Woj's weight carries a lot more weight than some other people's. Oh yeah. If it's Woj or if it's Shams, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm listening. I mean, just starting doesn't mean starters minutes. And uh, Ryan Anderson is not good enough to play starters minutes. I think we all know oh, that. Especially on this team with Josh Jackson, you got Mikel Bridges, you got TJ Warren, you got Ryan Anderson, you got Trevor Ariza, right? Like, I don't know, man. That's a lot of guys and a lot of guys to me that should be playing 25 to 30 minutes. And there's just not that many 25 to 30 minutes to go around. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're going to have to see some of these guys play the four. You're going to see maybe Josh Jackson, TJ Warren at the four. Uh, allowing Trevor Ariza even maybe play to four so you can get all these guys minutes. But I mean, man, that, that's like you said, there's a lot of guys who need minutes and it would help if they just moved Booker to point guard and they just say, Hey, Isaiah Cannon, uh, not interested in you playing any more basketball for us other than maybe 10 minutes a game. That would help a lot. And I think like eventually that's what they're going to have to do. But even if they do that, that's a lot of mouths to feed and I'm not sure if any of these guys are going to be playing 30 minutes a game. I'm with you there, right? So if you look at Mark's projections, it's Ariza and Josh Jackson at 27 minutes, Mikel Bridges at 25, TJ Warren at 25, and Ryan Anderson at 23. 
and that gives and he's dishing out to the point guards um some very limited minutes he's got Elliot Koba at 15 and B Anthony Melton at 12. Yeah, I mean even uh Aiden at 30 feels a little high like you hope it's not you hope that's right but Tyson Chandler played 25 Alex Lynn played 20. Uh I would hope that it's 30 you know for Aiden and 22 for Tyson Chandler. Well, and it, it might be a situation that we talk about a lot where it's, you know, 26, 25, 27 for Aiton at the beginning, and then it's 31, 32 sure. in the back half, right? So it averages out for 30 for the season, but it might you not hope. start out quite that high. You, you, you definitely hope. Uh, let's talk about uh, DeAndre Aiton uh, up close here. Is he overrated, right? ESPN's ranking him 65th. Yahoo's yeah. got him 69.8 ADP. That's a hefty price to pay for a rookie. I'm I'm really really surprised about how high Aiton is going. Uh, I I feel like I've seen some drafts where he's considered basically the like the second uh, best rookie being drafted, and I I couldn't disagree more with that. I I just don't understand why anyone's okay so him at anything like you know above the eighth round. Here's what I'll say in his favor. Okay. Other than Luka Doncic and potentially Trey Young, he probably has the clearest opportunity for minutes, right? Like, I think we've seen Dragon Bender isn't good. That is true. And Tyson Chandler, I'm a big Tyson Chandler fan. I have been for a long time, but he's 35 now, 36. He seems like a Tyson Chandler fan. You know what I mean? Like... That's just should be playing like twenty minutes a game now, probably. Yeah, let me so, actually let me help you out even further. There's not a lot of centers at this right? period and, of the draft. And I, I I was talking to someone just yesterday on Twitter, and we were talking about there's a, a not a lot ton of big man period. Like even that power forward position gets weak quick. Yeah. Um, and it, it goes a lot to. The websites don't want to give guys like who play some power forward, like who play a stretch forward position that are primarily a small forward. They don't want to give them the eligibility for whatever reason, and I don't know why that is. And I don't, I mean, I'm not, I don't make the rules. I just play by them. Um. So yeah. So like, they don't want to move these guys down positions for whatever reason. Um. Probably won't own any DeAndre Ayton. No. I definitely won't either. I mean, I think that uh, people are talking a, a very big game around Aiton that he is he could develop a three point shot. I think I might have said this before in a, in a previous podcast. There's a couple other guys who are rookies who don't have a uh, a pathway, a direct pathway to playing time, but probably will play a decent amount as rookies who are already shooting threes, who are also big men. So, like Aiton being able to develop a three doesn't matter if he's not going to develop a three this year. Aiden so, did shoot one a game last year. Cool. Like, there's a three-point shot in there somewhere. He shot one, one a game last year in college. Which from is, the college line, you know? It's nothing. So, yeah, there's probably a few more guys we do need to talk about on this team. Uh, one of the guys I've seen really just kind of fall off the face of the planet who was not – um, 
outside of the top 100 by any means last season, and that's Trevor Ariza. Uh, Trevor Ariza has gone from being kind of one of those underrated um, but, like, very uh, particular steals, three points, bad uh, bad field goal percentage, but uh, helps you out. Like, kind of like people in fantasy were, were very into uh, Trevor Ariza, and now he's barely getting uh, drafted in some cases. I mean, do you, th- do you think he's gone too far off the, the side of the cliff? Well, I think we talked about it once before, right? It, it depends on how many minutes, right? Like we've seen the last three years, 35, 34.7, 33.9. So he's been getting that good value in massive minutes, right? Like, and so if you're telling me all he's going to play is 27 this year, like that's going to be a significant hit to his value. And especially he's one of these players who's on across the board accumulator, right? Like we've seen the steals drop each of the last three years, kind of significantly, right? He went from two to 1.8 to 1.5. That's already not a good sign. And now you're telling me the minutes are going to drop too. Man, it's hard to tell. Um, I think obviously he's got some upside, like where he's going. He's ranked 174th on ESPN, right? So like, especially in a deeper league, like I am, all in on that. Yeah, that's far too low. Like, uh, I, I see his average draft rank is like 120th. Um, I mean, would you, if you're, you're sitting around, it's the last round, maybe even the second last round, Trevor Reese is out there on the board. I mean, the upside's there. I think he's worth a flyer. But it's also kind of if I need threes and steals, right? Because, like, he's yeah, not. Yeah, definitely. He's not going to help you a ton of points. He's going to give you like four and a half rebounds if he's playing huge minutes. So if he's not playing huge minutes, he's going to give you what, like three and a half or four rebounds, like a assist and a half. Like he fits a particular build. And I think if you're putting field goal, um, you, you should almost definitely take him with either your next to last or last pick. Right. But if you're punting steals, then definitely don't take him as your last pick because that's probably his best category. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I, I do think he's worth uh, taking a look at considering drafting with one of your last picks, even if he's playing uh, less minutes. Yeah, right. Cool. As long as we don't see him playing 20 minutes. If he's playing 20 minutes, then steer clear. If he's playing yeah. like 28 to 30, I'm, well, I'm you, fine with it. Look, look at the rest of the guys on this roster, right? There's only one guy on this roster who has any uh, true – uh, playoff experience, who is reliable, who is a veteran, and it's, it's Trevor Ariza. I mean, Tyson Chandler is uh, not – I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the wings. Uh, and Trevor Ariza is definitely probably like going to play solid minutes on this team Well, and when they are trying to win games at the beginning of the season. Would you say this too? Because I would. At least from what we saw last season, he is the best – current wing player on this team right like we can talk about in five years time he's definitely not going to be but yeah but last year like if we're just going off what we saw last year trevor ariza was better than josh jackson and a college playing Mikel bridges and tj warren oh yeah by a lot right so i don't see any reason why he doesn't get minutes but i don't think in saying that he's going to get 35 minutes a game because there is other mouths that they're going to want to feed Let's talk about those other players. Josh Jackson um, did play 25 minutes, got more minutes down the stretch last season. 
Uh, and another player in that draft class who can't shoot free throws. I don't know what was up with that draft class, but no one in it could shoot free throws. No one in the AAU leagues that year decided to teach anyone how to shoot free throws. Um, it's very, very, it is actually really, really strange when you take a, a closer look at it. Uh, I've seen Josh Jackson get a, a lot of a love out there, and um, I'm a little, I'm a little surprised. What? But, um, what are you drafting Josh Jackson for other than the potential to score 14 points a game? Like, I think he, can, I, I think he can score fairly, fairly well. You're, you're probably, though, right? Like, well, we, yeah, you'd be drafting him for his potential, his steals, his scoring, and his, his rebounds. But even like his steals aren't super a difference maker. Like he got no. one a game last year. So if he plays thirty minutes, that's like one point two. Yeah, which is good, but it's not like Trevor Ariza getting you one and a half or two a game. And if I'm in a standard league, I'm out. And if I'm in a roto league, I'm way out. So because the percentages are just going to kill you. Here's the thing I'll say about Josh Jackson too: like I don't see him taking a huge leap because, okay, sure he might get up to like five rebounds, but he's not a big assist guy. I don't see him as a big steals guy, and he'll get you like 0. .6 or 0. .7 blocks even if he's playing 30 minutes. And he's going to give you maybe one three a game in that time too on poor percentages. Both percentages are bad. So he's okay. He's fine. But, like, I don't see any huge upside in this guy. Yeah, in fact, like, why not just go with TJ Warren? You know he's going to play probably more uh, minutes or at least he, he has in the past. He's a better scorer. He gets rebounds. His steals aren't as good, but there they are, and his percentages are much better. Yeah, and I guess the downfall of TJ Warren is he doesn't shoot any three pointers. Yeah, but and here's the other thing I'll say about TJ Warren: he is ranked seventy third on ESPN, which, given the glut of wings on this team, I think that's a little far too high. That is far too high. TJ Warren feels like one of those last round picks to me. Uh, just simply because of his uh, the potential that he's not going to be playing a lot, and the fact that he doesn't really do a whole lot other than score. Well, and he he's a big boost to your field goal percentage, right? He shot almost fifty percent on sixteen attempts last season. Now, Grant, he's probably not going to get that many minutes. But yeah, I have a feeling those shot attempts are going to go down. Right, but um. So he's points and good field goal percentage. Like, I, I guess that helps. And a few rebounds and a steal and half a block. Like, he's fine. But, yeah, I, I mean, he's only in the flyer range. And you got to kind of hope that the team gives you some help by playing him 30 minutes a game, which that's it's a possibility that he only gets, like, 25. Um, the player I want to talk about is Mikel Bridges. Like, Mark projected him for 25 minutes a game. At the beginning of the season, is he even sniffing 25 a game? No. Right? Like, I, I think he's probably in the 10 to 12-minute-a-game range if he's in the rotation at all. Like, I just think they're going to play Warren, they're going to play Jackson, and they're going to play Ariza over him. But do you like, let's just say, if he everybody got hurt, suddenly Mikel Bridges has got to play 32 minutes a game, do you like his fantasy outlook? Uh, sure, as a potential three steals and blocks guy. That's, I mean, that's a, a good start to being a, a quality fantasy player. I mean, that, that sounds like a standard league relevant player. 
in 30 minutes, though, he probably scores like 11 or 12 points. So, you know what I mean? Like he's he's more of a, a, a small stats guy, right? The stats that aren't near as big. But he's not going to give you a ton of assists or a ton of rebounds or a ton of points. Like he's just going to be pretty good in those three categories. And he should shoot a good free throw percentage. And he shot over 51% every year in college. I don't know if that translates to the NBA, but he could potentially be somewhat decent at field goal percentage too. It's certainly a possibility. There's also that little bit of a, you know, suddenly he was taking the high volume shots and suddenly he was hitting 43% from uh, behind the arc in in college. And everybody's kind of like in retrospect starts looking back at that and going, what the hell happened there? So he could be a complete bust for all we know. Or he could just be a, a fairly good three and D type of um, six seven man. Who knows? I'll say this. I'll say this too about college stats. You guys got to remember, like they won the national championship two out of the last three years, and they played forty games. So even looking at anyone's college stats is basically looking at half of an NBA season, right? And and we see like outliers in half of an NBA season all the time. So college stats can be real tricky to look at and take a whole ton away from. That is very true. Uh, is there anyone else? I don't want to talk about Dragon Bender. Like, poor one out. That guy's career is over. Uh, I don't want to talk about anybody, yeah. but maybe, I guess, either the, the the point guard situation here. So I'll say this. Ryan Anderson has a Yahoo ADP of 142. If you're taking Ryan Anderson with your last pick, you're doing it wrong. Yep. Like, that. that's not a thing. So let's, let's move on past that. Um, so here's the thing. They're both rookies. The one guy played in France, and we literally have no idea what he's going to be. He did have a somewhat interesting stat line in France last year, right? He shot 47% from the field, made two three-pointers a game, had 2.8 rebounds, 4.8 assists, and a steal at 13 points. I mean, that's semi-interesting. And that was in 26 minutes, too. But it's in the French League, so, I mean, how good is that league? I don't know. Um, here's the thing I'll say about him. If you're in a super deep league and you want to take a flyer on one because you think one of them is going to play more, either D'Anthony Mountain or Elliot Kobo, I'm okay with that. Go for um, it. I, I don't know. I don't really know right now, right? I've I've seen like highlights of a Kobo. I saw D'Anthony Melton play two years ago for USC. He didn't play at all last year because he got suspended. We saw him a little bit in summer league, right? We saw him both a little bit in summer league. Those are the right the, the limited amount of film we have. I didn't see anything that I thought made me go, these two are definitely a starting point guard at the NBA this season. But if they're getting 30 minutes a game, like either one of them could potentially be valuable. I yeah, would I'm, bank on that. I'm not sure we're going to know until uh, either training camp or preseason. Maybe one of them is having a, quite a good training camp. Maybe Here's the other thing books. to say, that Booker's going to be out. So they're not going to play Booker at point guard those first five games. Somebody's got to play point guard those first five games with Booker's on the sideline. That is very true. You know what I mean? So to if we see one of these guys in camp getting a lot more minutes than the other one and you want to take them as your last-round pick for the first week and then dump them, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I just don't know that you're getting a game-changer, right? Like, you, know, you know what I'd rather do, though? I'd rather take Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, right, because Schroeder's going to do the same thing. So you, it's the exact same situation as that. Dennis Schroeder can actually play basketball. Uh, and we know Dennis Schroeder can play basketball. Uh, so here's a question for you about Dennis Schroeder. Is Schroeder going to be cool with that role once Westbrook 
comes back. Uh, do you want to tell Westbrook that you're not? That well, I don't think he's going to tell Westbrook. I think he's just going to tell. I mean, like he complained when he was Jeff Teague's backup all the time, right? Yeah. So I, I just I think that I think that locker room could turn into a kind of toxic situation there. I I don't know if he's going to be cool about it, but is that going to matter? I, I I much more care is that if he's good, is he going to play like against second teams and just like tear him up? Like that's exactly how I would want to play Dennis well, Schroeder I mean, in that position. We saw him do it before, right? I mean, we've seen him play pretty well against second teams, and he got people all kinds of excited about. Oh, when he's the starting point guard, he's going to be amazing. And then he was just a the same player. He was just a uh, starting point guard, right? So I mean. I would think that nothing's changed, right? He's still good. He's still fast. He's still Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, I'm actually I, – I think Dennis Schroeder is getting a little too much hate going into next season. I think he's undervalued. Well, he's undervalued in Yahoo, right? And ESPN, right? ESPN has him ranked kind of up there. Yeah, well, ESPN has no idea what they're doing with their rankings. That's – we can we don't even have to debate that. That's just factually correct. Yeah, we certainly don't. I think that is it for the Phoenix Suns. If you guys out there like what we're doing, rate, review the podcast, tell your friends, tell the people in your league. really helps us out. Also, if you really want to uh, do your part, check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You can subscribe to be a, a Patreon and get exclusive content going into next season. We got exclusive podcasts, exclusive rankings, uh, we're going to also be entering people into our listener leagues. So if you want to be involved with the listener league, check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. I'll say this as a parting thought, regardless of when you're listening to this, basketball's back. Training camps have officially kicked off by the time you're listening to this. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to want to get prepped for your draft. We're going to prep you for that draft. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of content before the season starts. So that's it for the Suns, and we'll see you next time.